Welcome to the Mountain Bike Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Davidson, where it's my job to deconstruct the techniques, habits, and strategies of world-class mountain bikers so that you can discover how to shred with absolute confidence. We'll cover everything from breaking down exactly how you can ride faster with more control to reducing crashes and even how to transform your life with insights from the leaders of our sport. Whether you're a beginner getting started, an advanced rider hungry for an edge, or an elite rider competing to prolong your career, the Mountain Bike Movement Podcast has something for you. So get ready, let's drop in and go hit the trails. Hello, ladies and berms, mountain bike fanatics and riders of the world, and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bike Movement Podcast, where again... I'm Dave Davidson, and it's my job to deconstruct the techniques, strategies, and habits of world-class mountain bikers. And today, I'm going to be talking to you about how you can balance family, work, and riding, even if your spouse hates mountain biking, or you work long hours, or you suck at managing your life. So today, I'm going to punch some conventional wisdom in the face with the force of Josh Bender landing the jaw drop. Get your Manitou shivers ready because this one could be shocking. Let's do a little backstory. As some of you know, I help middle-aged riders move like an athlete so they can ride like a kid again. Now, I put together a poll in my free Facebook group online, The Bike Commanders, and I'll include a link in the show notes for what the people want to hear. And one of the responses that I got out of the poll and the reason for the podcast today, you know who you are and thank you, is because someone said, how do you balance family and riding? So let's drop right in. Now, many of you have discovered or have had the joy of mountain biking and just had that moment where you dream of a weekend or a weekday ride only to get hit right in the sternum with the reality that you have to finish a project or work late. Or maybe you felt torn between spending a little extra time with your kids and going riding or Worst of all, your spouse has said the dreaded words of, I think you love riding more than me. Now, the truth is, you and I both know that riding makes us better. Better athletes, better at work, better at being present. Overall, just happier, healthier, more productive, especially if you have a high-performance type of job, right? Now, the bad news is that just working harder, doing the same thing you've always been doing, quote, being more organized and planning, sometimes those just aren't enough. Now, the good news is that this is a simple fix, and I'm going to break it down for you right now. Now, at the time of this recording, I do have a full-time job. I'm actually responsible for coaching 60 online companies, and half of them do over a million dollars of revenue. And I also run the mountain bike academy. My coaches do the work for me, but I still care about connecting with my students, with my friends in the program. And I'm also married. I have two small children and I ride bikes and I work out. None of this is to brag. I promise. I only want to share this for two solid reasons. Number one is to encourage you. I'm a regular guy, you know, and number two, so that you should know why you should listen to me because I know a thing or two about high performance. Now, For the really encouraging part, I said I'm a regular guy. I really mean it. I spent most of my life growing up, especially in school. I was either forgetting my homework or forgetting to bring it. And it was like riddled with anxiety every day of my life. I was almost always late. I never knew what was going on. I was just kind of up in the clouds. 
you know, I, I figured things out, but I never really completed anything on time. Nowadays though, I'm the complete opposite. Now I'm going to share with you my secrets for this high performance. These, it's not productivity tips, but these are principles of balance. That's what I'll call them. So the first principle of balance in life is number one, apply Pareto's principle. Pareto's principle. Okay. So it's uh, 80-20. And I was introduced to this concept at age 24 by Tim Ferriss in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek. It's a bit dated. The first, I believe, third of the book, though, contains some tremendous insight for productivity, especially for entrepreneurs. Now, I don't care, though, if you are a librarian. I, I don't know any librarians that shred. I'm sorry if you do. Uh, personally, but um, this this applies to you, no matter who you are. Pareto's principle, it simply states that 80% of the results come from 20% of the inputs. And this literally changed my life. It changed the way I think. So now the reason so many people struggle with this, and, and here's the thing, you've probably heard of Pareto's principle before and you're like, yeah, yeah, I know. Big deal, dude. We've already heard of this. Now, here's the thing. So many people struggle because they know the principle, but they fail to apply it. They fail to apply it. Now, if you know this principle, but you are still overwhelmed or less productive than you could be, it's your thinking that needs to change. Now, I'm not saying you're dumb. I'm just saying that you need to change the way you think. Now, remember the last time you tried to learn a new skill and maybe you failed. could be on the bike or off. Or maybe you tried to finish a project at work, but you didn't finish it in time. Now, change the way you think and you will change the way you get results. Now, ask yourself, if you could go back to that skill or to that project, what would you do differently? Where would you get your result from? How could you focus on that one thing? So next time you are faced with a big week and you want to own the day, think about what you need to do beforehand. It's very easy to forget because we are creatures of habit. Now, instead, I suggest actively spending a few minutes thinking through your challenge. All right. So Pareto's principle, 80% of the results come from 20% of the inputs. Now, number two, the second balance principle is sharpen your blade. Now, my mentor and friend, Mark Von Muser, he was the director of sales for Tony Robbins for, I think, a decade or so, and he also kicked cancer in the butt. He's a Navy SEAL. So this guy is literally the perfect human, right? So a few years ago, when I was working for him, he used to say, Dave, you're working too hard. Stop. And then he explained the story of Abraham Lincoln, who said, if I get eight hours to cut a tree, I will take seven to sharpen my blade. Now, I think the 16th president was onto something here. And even though mountain biking hadn't been invented, he's a pretty smart guy. So I bet he'd probably ride like an XL Mondraker if he were around today. The truth is that if you get behind, you are probably swinging an ax that is dull. And here's a few ways you can apply this right now. Number one, the end of day journal. The end of day journal. The end of day journal is where you write down what you accomplished one thing you are proud of, and one thing you will improve on. And also, you can include what you feel like you need help with or something that you're wrestling through. What this will do, it will give you clarity and simplicity when dealing with challenges. Very simple. I do this every day. It's very helpful. It can be very, very useful for decompressing. 
Number two is the Plan Tomorrow Today journal. The Plan Tomorrow Today journal. This is a simple journal designed to eliminate decision fatigue. Now, what is decision fatigue? Decision fatigue is where we lose efficiency simply because we have to make too many decisions and it feels like the day is overwhelming. So what I suggest is write down exactly what you need to accomplish tomorrow. So refer back to Pareto's principle and only include the 20% will get you the results. And what you do is plan your day to where you will execute those items first or at least protect the time if you must do it later in the day. This will give you at least double the focus and energy that you otherwise would have had if you didn't plan the day beforehand. Now, be very careful. A lot of people say, oh, I already do this. I've got a calendar. This is different. Do your calendar, but separately write down what must be accomplished in order for you to achieve your goal the night before, handwritten, so that your subconscious mind can work on these problems. There's a big difference. Try it. Let me know how it goes. Number three. Number three is don't complain, expand your capacity. So the big lie we face is that if you want to expand your capacity, you need to do more, right? So of course, this is true in some cases. Sometimes you just literally need to work harder or try harder. But I've found that that generally leads to burnout. It leads to inefficiency, right? So instead, I suggest choosing expanding your capacity through clarity and willpower. So clarity and willpower. First, let's talk about expanding clarity. And this is what I do, frankly, every day. It's a little odd, but I literally meditate on death daily. I got this idea after reading a book uh, called The Way of the Samurai. I forgot who it was by. I read this book in college and samurai, apparently what they would do every single day is wake up and meditate or focus on the fact that they're going to be dead one day. (laughs) Sounds extremely morbid, but uh, what I've found is it's actually very useful because what I do is I spend a few minutes just wrestling with my purpose. If I know that I'm not going to be here one day, then I can choose to be very clear on what is worth doing with my time. And here's the great thing about this. The clearer that you are on your purpose, the more likely that you are to attract support. I think Elon Musk is a great example of this. So think, for example, five years ago, 10 years ago, nobody thought the words going to Mars, going to Mars. Yeah, nobody even thought about that at all. Now look at everyone talking about it as if it could be them going to the red planet. What would it be like to land on that place and terraform it and all that stuff? Now, here's the thing. He just did that in a few short years. And if one man can take us to Mars, what could you do if you have clarity of purpose? How many things would that open up in your life? Now, second, I I mentioned two things. Remember, clarity and willpower. Clarity, focus on your purpose. Give yourself time to think through it. Be purposeful, be intentional about why you're here and what you're willing to do about it. Now, second, you have to expand your willpower. Willpower. Now, before I go too deep, let's define willpower. It's not focus. Everyone thinks, oh, I need to focus or I'll get more done if I focus. Now, Webster's defines willpower as control exerted to do something or restrain impulses. Now, this one's easy. I suggest starting with an exercise so easy a Grom could do it. 
Are you ready? It's called the time audit. And increasing your willpower starts with being aware of what you actually do during the day. And I suggest this, whether you are, uh, this is the time audit again, this is a tool to increase your willpower and do it if you are, I don't care, a, a welder, a doctor, an entrepreneur, a mechanic, mail stripper, whatever your profession is, do the time audit. Now, what is the time audit? I will include a link in the show notes, but essentially it's a document you fill out as you complete your day. You write down exactly in short what you did in the last 20 minutes in 20 minute intervals. Now, the time audit completes two objectives for you. Number one, it brings awareness to the things you actually do so you can objectively assess your productivity. I tend to notice a 20 to 40% amount of wasted time when my friends and when my clients that I test this with do this, 20 to 40%. Now, the second purpose of the time audit is automatic. When, when you know that you are judging your activities, you automatically eliminate the activities you don't want to actually write down, like checking pink bike for the 16th time for a new video or anything that's time wasting. Don't do that. It's bad. Now that wraps up how to be efficient and effective in that section of the episode. So let's do a quick recap. Number one, apply Pareto's principle to everything. Number two, sharpen your blade. Number three, don't complain, expand your capacity. So how does this sound? How could you use these tools daily to tackle harder challenges and still show up on Friday early to your ride with all the balance and effectiveness in your life, right? So uh, now, obviously, I realize a lot of this is is geared more towards people that are a little bit more entrepreneurial, have a little bit more control over their schedule. But hey, it seems like most everybody that rides is kind of like that anyway. So the thing that I wanted to talk about now that we've gone over the fundamentals of balance is the bonus section. So what if your spouse or partner has said things like they feel jealous of your time that you spend riding? What if they say to you, I think you love me more than you love mountain biking more than me. Uh, it's not a good thing, right? So I'll tell you this. First of all, you need to ace the very first three principles that I covered. Ace those tools every single day. Do it for 30 days and actually see some results in your own life first. And then you need to figure it out. I'll show you how in just a second. Now, once you've covered those first three, that will help you because here's the thing. Spouses hate lazy, worthless people. So don't be one. Improve your ability. Now, I don't say this to be mean to you guys. In fact, I literally have had my wife say to me on multiple occasions, I think you love mountain biking more than you love me. It's not good. So part of the reason that I heard that was because I was failing miserably at the aforementioned balance principles of life. And then I was going out and spending more money on my bike than she felt was appropriate. Now, I still think she's wrong, but that's beside the point. I'm, I'm kidding. Now, <laughs> once you've begun to ace the balance principles that we've covered, how do you eliminate those dreaded arguments? How do you turn that angry, upset loved one into a raving supporter of two-wheeled sports like you? Now, it's simple. It's not easy. Now, the principles, again, they have to come first. Those are the foundation. Now, once you have those in order, follow this method. I use this method myself to get buy-in from my wife who literally used to think that bikes are dumb 
and she still doesn't really love it. I just got her her first bike and she's actually gone out and ridden with us. It's pretty fun. So this is how I convinced same wife, the one that thinks bikes are dumb, that buying a $4,700 bike immediately after we bought our new house and our AC unit went out and I had started a new job at the time, I convinced her that that was a good idea. And she never gave me grief about it. All right. So here's how I did it. Number one, initiate a conversation. Don't wait until after you've gone on five group rides and you're yawning, drinking a beer on the couch and, and maybe eating a few tacos and they come in all mad at you. Don't wait, initiate the conversation. Number two, get them in a good receptive mood. Don't do this first thing in the morning or late at night or whenever your spouse is tending to be not receptive. Be smart. Number three, suggest what your goal is, why you're doing it, and how this benefits you both. Include what's important to them in the conversation. That's number three. And finally, number four, ask if they would be willing to support you. Now, this works whether you're trying to convince them to allow you to N plus one, or if you're trying to go out and ride. Use Pareto's principle to decide what you and your spouse want more of. Be creative. Find the 20% of those sources of joy. Number two, sharpen the blade. Pay attention to what motivates them. Find creative ways to include them in your dream. And finally, do not complain. I will personally fill your cereal with fork grease if you tell your wife to stop bothering you about your riding habit. Be cool. Instead, expand your capacity. Be purposeful. And I know you can do this. So... That wraps up today's episode. Thank you everyone for listening. This one has been a blast to put together. And if you like the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. And most importantly, share the love. Think about one or two people right now that would love to hear an episode like this. Send them a text, send them a link, let them know about the podcast and have them subscribe as well. Let's build the community. And that wraps up our episode for today. I will see you guys on the next episode. Hey everyone, this is Dave again. Thank you so much for listening in. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, share with your riding friends, and follow us at mountainbikeacademy.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you love the show, help us help the riding community by leaving us a positive review. This allows more people to see, connect, get inspired, and it makes this world a better place to ride. Thanks so much for your help, and we'll see you on the next episode.